0: This is how I will. This is no democracy.
1: It is a
2: dictatorship. Hate, 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 hate. Hey. Double hate. Load. You're
3: out of order. You're out of order. that guy just says bullshit?
1: Thank you. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. Be honest, Coho. I loved, I love that original theme that we had. But I'm telling you, this is a way better theme. It makes me. It's good job, good job, Coho. You're worth everything. I don't pay you. Um, welcome. You know what sucks. Best of 2014. This is actually a really special year of movies for me. This is where I like started like seeing everything. Basically, I watched everything at the theater. I worked at the theater, um, and I have a panel to pretty much talk about the same ten movies. Um, <laughs> Over the course Of course, in 2014, no one strayed from anything else. They said, yep, we like the same ten, and four people sent me list. So I don't know if we're going to be doing this, like, in the future, <laughs> unless we get crossover. Um, but first on the show, we got Spence. Spence, um, after playing Among Us with you a lot, I think we've hated each other. I think now that we might possibly... <laughs> somewhat friends um how listen i am <laughs> drunk um and we get back eventually let's change that let's let uh, don't hate each other um how are you doing tonight do you think you'll lose this round of uh yoga sex uh
2: i think i'm going to do okay uh y'all are going to i'm i think i don't have I, I don't have the worst list i have the least best list uh and we're going to see how that is but hopefully i can Show us people some movies that may, they may have forgotten about or slipped their mind in the year.
1: That's totally fair. Totally fair. Next, um, we've got Punch Drunk Doc with us tonight. Uh, coming back from a uh, from vacation, he may say some awful. <laughs> things. He may get our show canceled. I'm not really sure what's gonna happen with Doc tonight. He's normally the nicest person in the entire community, but he may be the most elusive tonight. Uh, how do you think you're gonna get? How are you gonna do tonight, Doc?
4: Uh, I feel pretty good I'm actually really excited to talk about this year because this is like these are like the movies that really got me into movies um back when they came out so I'm excited I did like scream at Mario Kart like just an hour ago um so that's where my brains at right now uh, it'll be good <laughs> that's where
1: um, the person that would never show up to the show not even appear in the chat. Then one day, I think he wandered upon Multiplex Entertainment, and then clicked on a playlist that said "Your List Sucks," and now has been on like four weeks, five weeks in a row. Mark Winchaka, how you doing, buddy?
3: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I I'm I'm happy to be here again. Um, like, you know, I just want to know at one at what point do I become a regular? Like, am I just going to keep coming back? Like, just like if I'm in the top 100, you know, let me know. I, I, I don't have a list yet. So, <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: We'll message you the Tuesday before it kicks off asking for your list. Uh, okay, cool. Some would say this show wouldn't run without Mark. Same same with the first order. Would the first order exist without Mark? And uh, last time you saw this guy in Multiplex Entertainment, uh, you probably didn't see him. All you saw was a blurry screen and him naming his answer as much as he possibly could, and Timbercala wanting to slam his head to a computer while a person scribbled a four to a two. Jack Pinchok is here tonight. Yeah. He sent me 14 lists. I said, if this, this guy, last time I saw him, he didn't have internet, and you want me to do a two-hour show with you? huh?" So Jack is here. Backup is the yep. pink-haired guy. So if the pink-haired guy has to hop in to take over Jack's list, this is this thing? But right now, perfect internet. So Jack, first time back in multiplex. How are you doing? Uh, do you think you're going to win tonight? Uh,
0: holy, well, I'm not bad, not bad. I think I'm not going to come in last, mostly because I'm in the same uh, same week as Spence. But that's that's uh, that's okay. Uh, honestly, if I lose tonight, I'm hoping my Oilers can win. But that's not, that's. Not looking great at
1: the moment. So yeah, that's me. I think that was a hockey reference, and I don't watch that one sport. So all right. I think the order that you have it is Spence is kicking off. Correct, Coho, just give me the thumbs up, just making sure I know what the order of the show runs. Um basically, if you haven't seen the show before, everybody brings the top ten list in. This is only from the year 2014. Hopefully, I didn't jack into these release dates. Hopefully, there's not some weird thing that they found in the letterbox and decided to put it in there. I think Coho double checked. Um but uh, so basically we're going to yikes by the movie. Um, if you have it higher, say that. Um, and then I'll give grades at the end and returning this year week because I'm back uh, the correct list. I picked movies for 2014 that I think are the correct order and we'll see how everybody does. So Spence, take it away. 10, 9, 8. Uh,
2: so my number 10 for 2014 is Chef. Yikes. Hell yeah. My number nine is Frank. And my number eight is The Voices. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, to stop the show, I want to pick some stuff that's out there, and I wanted to show some light on some smaller movies. So uh, Frank is from the director of Room, Lenny Abramson. It's about this about this guy who wants to join a band, and so like, it's like, hey, we need to be a guitarist, based, and like that. And he joins a band with Maggie Gyllenhaal and Michael Fassbender, who's in this giant paper mache mask, and it's about him sort of bonding and figuring out Basically, everything going on with Frank's life, why he has sort of the mental trauma behind it, and also just the really interesting music that they make. I think it's a really great, lighthearted, quirky, uh, dramedy. And as some of you may know, I like music, I like musicals a lot. And in the direction of just like, I think it makes really good music. I think it's really fun to listen to. Uh, ever since pretty recently, Maggie Joan Hall is always just like a draw. She's great in it, and it stars, um, Donald Gleason, I would highly recommend it. I think it's just a really good, fun time to watch while also getting like a really pretty solid character drama.
1: Okay. Yeah. And oh uh, no. go
2: ahead. Oh yeah. And uh I forget, I forget how does this work. Do you, do you say, do you say it or do I go? Then you do the two.
1: We <laughs> went <laughs> it early. You already said your nine to eight, right? Yeah. Now I talk shit on it. How the show works. Okay. So if you talked about him, I get to talk. Is that right?
2: Okay. All right. So Bench do I, do has I, not I, talked I it? about the voices yet.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. that's what I thought. Oh, so I didn't number say
2: eight. Anyway. Uh, Ryan Reynolds kills people. And it's a good time. Uh, it, it's it's. He, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds played the guy with schizophrenia who one day just goes off his meds and it's uh, the side effects of it. Uh, like his ha- his animals are talking to him. Girls start hitting on him and then he kills him for some reason. It's super fucking weird. But it's honestly a really good time. I like horror. I like dark comedies. Ryan Reynolds gives an amazing performance. And the idea of basically his uh, his psychosis and like his common sense speaking to him through his victims and his animals works really well and it ends in like this really engaging standoff. I think it's, it's one of those examples of like, this is the year, one of the years I first started getting into movies. It's like, oh wait, I sort of like horror and it's not just like the bullshit uh, Ouija's and Annabelle's of the universe. It's like, there's something here and it sort of stuck with me ever since.
1: Okay, fair. Um, I don't watch it from most people's bottom lists because uh, I saw Frank in 2014 when it came out. I. Okay. I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it, so nothing. Voices, I definitely didn't watch then. Um, and then when I looked it up today to watch, I said, yeah, I'll watch something else. Um, so uh, I skipped that. Um, and you did – you know what? You joined the camp of uh, uh, Nazario and Jake on pitching movies that makes me not want to watch it. So good job, Spence. Uh, we'll go to Redshaw next. Okay. He gets to talk.
4: Yeah, uh, so my number ten is X Men: Days of Future Past. Yikes! All right, I figured. Uh, my number nine is the Babadook. Yikes! Yikes. All right, <laughs> I'm probably not going to talk at all. My number eight is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yikes! There we go. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yikes!
1: <laughs> it's like I said. Will he be able to talk? <laughs> no, he won't. So please don't fall asleep on me, Doc. Mark, like I like literally, guys. There's might not going to be that many ch- people in the chat today. They literally almost picked the same movies. This is insane. <laughs> Mark Machaca,
3: take it away. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, my number ten. Who put draft day on their list? Nobody. Ah, oh, man. Just go. Uh, nine... I'm with you, Mark. I'm with you. <laughs> Get the. Do one. Uh, nine is a uh, begin again. Really? Okay. Well, and uh, eight is Nightcrawler. Yeah. Okay, I can't expect that. Okay, yeah, draft day. I, I think they're. Listen, I- I'll I'll say this. I probably technically left off better films for draft day, but draft day is just so goddamn fun, and it very easily could have just been like such an annoying movie. It almost like it could have very easily just been like a ninety-minute commercial for the NFL, and instead, like it's just it's like this kind of fun, almost like like pseudo heist movie of this general manager trying to like maneuver like his team and to get in the right picks. Like, you know, it's, I think it's a really solid, like Kevin Costner performance. I mean, whenever like, he's in like any, some pseudo sport role, like he's good in it. And I mean, the cast in this movie is just insane, but, uh, I mean, Chadwick Boseman, Bonte Mack just steals the show. It's awesome. Uh, and, uh, number nine, I had begin again which, like, I'll, like, you know, Begin is Again is kind of like a weird movie that, like, I didn't really love the first time I watched it. And I, I think I, like, I, for whatever reason, I just kept rewatching it and I just kept liking it more and more. I really liked the budding relationship between Kira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo, you know, that just, like, these two, like, people that just kind of found themselves, like, found themselves in the right time Like yeah, because and plus like I mean yeah, see like I I think the music in it is pretty is pretty fucking good. I think people kinda look at Sing Street as kind of like the hyde anime. it's not the music isn't as good as Sing Street, but it's still really good. Like it like I mean Adam Levine's like a Lost Stars is still fucking awesome song.
1: All right, uh, draft day. Uh, me and Coho definitely enjoy this movie um, a lot. I'm not as psycho as Coho is. Like, I think he put in his top one hundred, um, uh, which I understand. Uh, I think he actually like goes to like restaurants and calls people "pancake eating motherfuckers." I'm pretty sure that happens because <laughs> he's uttered it a little bit too many times to like seem like it's just a- quoting a movie at that point. Uh, Watch him over. Watch out at an IHOP if you're around Coho. Um, but Draft Day is one of those like really stupid movies, but it's the one side that we've really never seen in a movie of like the draft and the GMs and like making the decisions. And of course, it's the Cleveland Browns that they choose to like um, <laughs> try to pick up and in the trading the draft picks and everybody against you. It's it's got like Dennis Leary in it. Um, I I don't. I can't remember who the owner of the team is, um, who plays the owner of the team, but it's just—it's a lot of fun. This movie is just a lot of fun. It is not meant to take seriously at all, but it's—it's it's worth a watch. Kevin Costner is the le- like least cardboard. He's a little cardboard, but not like so cardboard that he normally plays in sports movies. So, uh, Draft Day, good choice. Beginning Again, uh, a movie I really enjoy. I think that I haven't watched in a long time. Um, but it was a really good choice. It's one of those movies that was close to, like, uh, I almost watched it again just for the movie, but I decided to watch something else. Um, so, yeah, not a bad choice for nine. Do um, we Yikes, your eight? Yeah, I had Nightmare. Oh, okay. oh, okay. And now Jack. Um, let's see. Now it's time to talk. Let's see if he stays uh, on the call. Oh, uh, Jack, what's your ten 8?
0: Yeah, my number 10. Oh.
1: No. Oh, no. All right.
0: My <laughs> no. number 10 is Guardians <laughs> of the Yikes. Come on. Yeah. What's your number? <laughs> number Look at nine that Wood. My number eight is Fury. Yikes.
1: So talk about your which one's got nice. Okay. (laughs) Try to leave and come back. Try to leave and come back. Am I frozen? (laughs) You're just really delayed.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. You want me to okay, I'll leave and come back.
2: You know what fucking I, sucks? Is that he was
0: he was perfectly fine. He's perfect.
2: The the <laughs> part, and it
1: gets to him,
2: and it starts to die. I hate my life.
1: You can't even write this stuff anymore. Like, this is insane. Like, this is craziness right now. Talk about John Wick, please.
0: Okay, okay. John Wick. It's Keanu Reeves. Uh, Who's a retired hitman, who, whose wife dies of whatever illness, and her final gift to him is this dog, and Alfie Allen, the little shit, decides to break into his house, steal his car, and kill his dog, and John Wick is like, decide, and Keanu Reeves decides, okay, I am going to go and kill everybody. (laughs) No, no, it's just it's a fantastic movie. Uh, the The action, uh, the action scenes, the choreo, the, the nightclub scene, all incredible. The the one where uh, they it's the where they raid his house uh, after the dog's been killed and and he's picking them off in his house it is a fantastic, fantastic scene. Uh, all in all, just a great, great action movie. And it brought Keanu Reeves back in a uh, in a way that 47 Ronin did not. So it gets points for that.
1: Okay. So John Wick, um surprised no one else has this on this. Like this movie is this movie is absolutely incredible. Um, I I still think this is the best introduction to any character. Uh in any movie at this point, um, when he's telling the story to his dad, Alfie's saying to his dad about, like, what happened. And he's like, Dad, we'll just take care of it. he's like, they fucking call him the boogeyman, you dumbass. There's nothing you can do. Your life is pretty much over. Like, he basically tells his son he's dead. Like, there's, like, see, let me tell you, you broke into this man's house and you killed his dog? <laughs> like... So good. I watched even a, like a video to this where the, they did a p- parody of this where it's like um, uh, Thanos and Endgame and somebody hides the Infinity Storm in a dog and then John Wick just kills Thanos. John Wick is one of those franchises that is just – I it loses steam over the movies, but the first one is one that is always my favorite because it's just – Non-stop action but they don't like go too crazy with it um so yeah the opening uh, it's one of my favorite parts um yeah great choice I'm really surprised no one else has John Wick so um really thought it was like Spence's number one uh all right <laughs> Spence seven through <laughs> four Spence uh take us through and John Wick w- chapter
2: two is I- great it is uh, it really is yeah my seven is the Grand Budapest Hotel
4: uh, I have that, but in the same range.
2: Okay, I don't know. All right, my what's six. Oh, wait, yeah. what? What's yours at? Uh, I have it at four.
1: Okay, since there's so much overlap, we're gonna wait till Docs four to talk about Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> okay,
2: right. my six is Fury. I uh, I've got a record before. I think Fury is Fury, to one of my favorite war films. I I think it's a great, harrowing drama. And I think it really understands the characters really well. Because when they're, for those who don't know, it's basically just about a group of soldiers in World War II who end up fighting in this tank, Fury. And basically the mental torture they basically go through in the war trying to figure out if they're safe and then trying to fight off the enemies. I think it's just really, it's really engaging and really harrowing. You never really know if they're safe. I think a a couple of the characters end up, uh, dying partway through, at least they're in real danger. I find I find war films don't really connect with me a lot, and this one really did because I was able to connect to all of the characters, and I think for that it deserves really high marks.
0: Yeah, uh, Jack. Yeah, uh, Fury easily one of my favorite war movies. Uh, Brad Pitt is incredible in this movie, as is Shia LaBeouf, Logan Lerman. John Berendt. The entire uh, supporting cast is just giving it their all in this movie, and it really shows. It's uh, just a fantastic movie with some incredible, well, incredible uh, battle, like tank warfare scenes, and just some incredibly heartbreaking scenes as well. Like in the uh, German town, when when the bomb goes off, or when when the I think it's a bomb gets dropped, or uh, and i i knew immediately what what happened before they uh told you and uh before they showed you uh what happened in the movie uh don't want to spoil too much but no just some fantastic uh performances in a great movie
1: Yeah, uh, Fury, uh, when I was making my overall list um, for the show, uh, it was it was just off the cut for me, but Fury is one of those movies that surprised the hell out of me from this year. Um, I didn't expect a whole lot of it, a Brad Pitt tank movie. I was like, how are you going to tell me an entire battle in a tank? Like, that seems pointless. The tank action in the scene is f- legit like it is one of the craziest like the forward back like spinning around Shia LaBeouf is amazing I think overall the four leads in the the four guys in this movie are outstanding um who who plays the Punisher what's the guy's name I don't play John all he is he gets into that same groove that he's been playing for a while as like the gritty just motherfucker piece of shit like just angry all the time so it works um but yeah, this movie is really good. Um, I haven't seen it in a while. I wanted to rewatch it, but I have watched so many rewatches at this point. I want to watch something new. So yeah, Fury is a great choice. Um, Mark, uh, Doc, Doc, you're half asleep. Uh, Mark, why don't you have a tank movie on there?
3: Um, I mean, uh, you probably say I have no proof of this, but you know it. It was my number eleven.
1: Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> take a shot, everybody. Jake, you here? Take
3: a shot. I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I really like Fury too. I mean, it, it was it was a tough cut. I think. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Very, I think it's probably one of the best war movies to be made, like in the last decade. Uh, I think the thing that really stands out to me, uh, most of all, is just kind of is kind of is how like Brad Pitt like treats Logan Lerman's character and kind of in contrast to how he treats everybody else because like he treats everybody else in the crew kind of like just like a bunch of hardened killers and like he doesn't treat Logan Lerman like that and he, and he's mainly cuz he like he just sees like his innocence and he just wants to hold on to that like he wants to just try to hold on to that little bit of humanity just because he he just feels that slipping in himself and like that was the thing I, I really gravitated that, and the like the war action is pretty awesome. I mean, like that tank fight scene is pretty tense, and that finale is, is 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 really cool. So yeah,
4: yeah, I really like this movie as well. I actually haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. Like. Seven years ago, so I can't really like pinpoint very many details or anything. So after a rewatch, maybe it'll show up here. Uh, I know that Brad Pitt's character is called
3: War Daddy now, um, but <laughs> but yeah,
1: remember when David Ayer was a good director? That was the
3: time. No, cut so many breaks.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, what's your five, Spence?
2: My number five is the fandom film everyone's been waiting for. How to Train Your Dragon
1: 2. That's my six. Uh, hell yeah, Doc! <laughs> well, now we can talk about it. Okay. We're, I, we're, I, I we're fucking...
2: Old. I fucking love this universe, man. Uh, I, I I love the first one a little bit more, but the fact that this one is so close to that, which I think is one of the best animated films ever, is a fucking statement. I think, I think Hiccup's journey here is great, as well as just, like, rediscovering sort of, like his relationship with his parents and and what they really mean to him and deepening his bond with Toothless. And I think probably the best villain of the Dragons trilogy, like the only only one of the three that I think is actually harrowing and has some consequences to all of the actions. Uh, The supporting cast is built up really well. I think it's just, it's a really well-rounded film with, with an indelible amount of heart with maybe one of the most Honestly, the only time I can really remember in an animated film in America, at least that a death, actually shocked me and like really hit me. It's I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So. And
4: yeah, I like I said, this is my number six. This is probably my favorite Dreworks movie. Maybe. Um I I love this movie. I actually might prefer it to the first one. Um I, I think this movie is fantastic. Uh, just how it expands the world. Drago's a uh Drago, Draco. I don't remember how it's pronounced. Uh, okay. He's a great, <laughs> got it. Uh, he's a great villain. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the death part absolutely stunned me and still makes me cry every time. And it has a return of John Powell's score, which is a, just absolutely amazing. And the part during the the funeral scene, the score during that like moves me every single time when they like play the theme with just the trumpets like in taps. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. I love this movie.
1: Um, uh, oh, I'm I'm reading the chat. Sorry, guys. Uh Coho will also agree with you. This is the best How to Train Your Dragon film. It's probably in his like overall top. I think it's his favorite animated movie. No, he actually, doesn't like this movie. It's his least favorite of the series. I think. Um, it's weird. I disagree with him. I like the first one more. Uh, I, but this one builds up the world, but doesn't go too crazy and actually tells a really heartfelt story. Um, uh, I'm with, I'm with Spence, like with the death love. I I kind of saw it coming because the other one gets introduced and it'd be really dumb to kill that one off right away. So that's why I kind of saw that one coming, but it still has a lot of heart, um, I just i've said this before i said it again i think i like the f- one two three how to train your dragons better than one two three toy story now um so i know hot take for some people but i do it's just how i feel um i don't like toy story 3 very much and toy story one on 4k does not look good um just to let everybody know that you not know how to do humans in there and sid is actually more terrifying than when i was a child um everybody else on how to train your dragon 2
3: Uh, I gotta collect myself a little bit there after the the, the Toy Story take. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I I I like how I train a dragon too. I think it's fine. Um, I, I'm, I mean, uh, I think what he was saying. Like Koho probably likes this one at least. I, I think I, I'm I'm there with him. Honestly, I I mean I, I I like this movie. I think all three are pretty good. Like, and I, I remember really liking it seeing the theater and like those, like those flight scenes are really breathtaking. Like, it, like, it, it honestly did made me think like I was up there with them. Like, it, it was pretty awesome. I, I, I think whenever I just kind of recently went back to all three of these movies, I, I think the character stuff got me, like, got me a kind of a little bit less here. Like, like his, his parentage stuff was, you know, just kind of fine for me. Like, it just, I, I just feel like, you know, it, like it's in terms of this trilogy, I think, you know, they, they take Hiccup and the, in the others, like I think in more interesting directions in the first and the third one. And like, it, I think it's kind of why, like this one just notched down for me a little bit less. Yeah.
0: Fair.
1: Jack, are you allowed to say anything negative about this movie?
0: Uh, as a friend of Cameron Holzman? No. Uh, but I will tell you this. Fury he was Mark's number eleven. This is my number eleven.
1: This barely misses the list. Bullshit, I don't see it. Can't prove it. I have proof.
4: <laughs> I have proof
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're on. right. One truth? person that does have proof of their eleven is his red show. He's at me a full he's sent like fifteen or sixteen. So he is literally covered <laughs> on everything. Um and Mark, um, my Toy Story take is accurate, so don't don't come at me. Um, you can't leave the faction. You sign a contract. Um, all right. Um, next one, Spence.
2: So my number four is apparently the objective correct pick, according to uh, Jake Marangoni. It's Birdman. That's my number seven.
1: Okay. <laughs> Dude, Redshaw's not going to be able to talk at all. This, stuff. <laughs> this is going great for him. Yeah.
2: Birdman like fucking Avengers. rocks. Uh, so I, I hadn't seen it since theaters, and I was sort of soured on it. it's like, okay, it's, it's a gimmick. That's all it is. And I rewatched it last year for a match. And this movie's fucking great. The entire cast is a mating. Uh, Manuel Lebesky cinematography is one is f- phenomenal. Inorito as a director just really shook me. And it made me want to go back to watch some of his older films. Like I watched Babel because of this. It's just, it fucking rocks. I don't know how much there is really to say, cause I feel like we've, we've talked about it a lot thanks to Oscars and again, Jake Marangoni existing, but overall I'd say it's one of the better best picture winners of the decade. And that's saying a lot. I think there's a really high quality mark for the, for the decade and anyone who hasn't seen it, watch it immediately. Yeah. Uh, this is my number
4: seven. Uh, like I said, uh, similar to Adelaide, actually. The first time I watched it, I was actually kind of iffy on it because uh, I was like just first getting into film and it was like very, very weird, uh, very... Um, I, I don't like... The word gimmick sounds immediately negative, so I don't like saying it, but that's what I thought the first time watching it. Um, but then I rewatched it just a couple years ago and yeah, this movie's fantastic. Uh, probably my favorite Keaton performance. Um, the the one shot gimmick um, actually works really well for this type of story, a story about um, Broadway and about a play that actually like looks like a play, <laughs> like actually feels like a play, and it works really well with the pacing. Uh, even though the one shot gimmick doesn't work particularly well for the pacing of some other movies, um, but yeah, I think I think this movie's really really fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't have too much else to say. So,
1: Birdman, Birdman, um, it's fine. I think it's good. Uh, parts a little too out there. Um, as Jake would also know about me, I don't like things that are too out there. Um, I, uh, um, I like, I, I again. It's kind of like the 1917 stuff, like the gimmick, um, that's what I would say. Uh, I find myself like paying attention to that more than like paying attention to the movie at times and the, the tracks. Um, but overall, the performances are really good. I just didn't fall in love with the story as much as I wanted to. Um, but I can't deny this is a good film. I won't say that it's bad, but it's just not my – it will never be my number one. But, Jake, that's why you're in the faction to hold that spot true for all of us, number one. Um, ever, uh, Mark and uh, Jack, why no Birdman? I uh, refuse to say the all second title. It's Birdman. I don't, that, that stuff is <laughs> one of the things that piss me off in Hollywood more than anything. Why?
3: Koho wrote the whole thing for us. Like, it's, it's all right there. I, mean, I should it, go
1: it, into the banner and just delete that part and just put Birdman. I <laughs> just watch him twitch
3: backstage. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like, like, I I, I watched this, I, I rewatched this, like, uh, I think, like, you know, four or five months ago, like, uh, for a match, and, like, I, I remember really liking it whenever I got out of the theater, and I, and it was honest, like, honestly, we did this list, like, three years ago, Birdman would have been on list, it honestly would have been around the same area they had it on, but, like, going back, and just, I think the thing that really bugs me about it, like, and I think... It's partially because Inarritu just kind of gets to me as a director, like he's he like he just feels like one of the more pretentious guys like in the biz right now, and like I really, I mean, and I go and I go back to like to the one shot thing, which is cool, but like there's no reason why the movie's in one shot. Like it's just in one shot because Inarritu thought it'd be cool. Like hey, let's do it in one shot. Like it's just it's just there, and it's like well and then they're like like there's several scenes where there's like cheats of the one shot where like oh it's still one shot even though we're seeing the sun go up and down like no it's not like shut up get out of here like I mean I I, I really like Keaton in this movie I really like Edward Norton I I like the performances a lot but like just like I feel like Birdman would be a movie I like I would like a lot more if it was directed by somebody else
1: Mark, have you ever... They probably did a time lapse on the sun going and up and down. I'm just saying. It could have been one shot. Fair. Who, boy. Um,
0: I like this movie. It's my number 14. But No proof. Of 20, But, like Mark said, it's the long... Like the long take gimmick it there's no point to it It, it's there because it is cool and it's a very 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 well done but it's it's just not and the story is just not a story that i'm in love with uh the performances are solid that's about it for me uh the long take is good uh it's just not my movie i in movies like 1917 the long take is like it feels right for the movie this it it just it doesn't uh and then there's just other movies that i like more so that's me but still a good movie not one of the best best pictures from the 2010s but still pretty solid uh yeah i can't other than that i can't fault you You hear
1: that jake you hear that, Jake? Two people said your movie's shit. Come at them. Um, all right. Doc, Um, I gar—I don't know. I haven't looked at your list again, but I bet if you were going to bring something up, you may not get to talk. So um, go Probably. ahead. and Go ahead. and. you want to like give a speech or something? Like talk about how your trip was? Ask questions to the panel. <laughs> uh,
4: we'll just see what happens. So like I said, my seven is Birdman.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's good uh, my, six, my six is How to Train Your
4: Dragon yes. 2 uh, And then my five is Gone Girl
2: Yikes
3: uh, Oh good no. <laughs> I, I had the same no. range Cameron. I was about to help you out So I no, went to Gone see us at Florida uh,
2: No
4: I'm just kidding <laughs> Uh then my four is the Grand Boot Best Hotel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hey, we gotta talk about
4: it because we broke the rules. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, yeah, I, so no. oh, frick, <laughs> good, uh, yeah, Grand Boot Best Hotel. I i love Wes Anderson, and this is like one of his most like most Wes Anderson movies, uh, and I just think it all works super well. Ray Fiennes is. Delivers an incredible comedic performance in this. Uh, uh, Anderson's style just fits really well for this type of story, the like story and a story and a story. uh, Having it be like his heightened quirky style kind of really works because that's kind of how like the legend would be remembered um, if someone was telling it nowadays. Uh, Yeah, just the just. Yeah, how he frames everything, how all the production design—it just, I just love the look of this movie as well as like all of Wes Anderson's movies. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a really fun story, uh, really quirky, just got surprises left and right. Um, and yeah, I just have a lot of fun with this one.
2: Yeah, uh, I echo all of Doc sentiments. It's, I'd say, it's the best looking uh, Anderson film. I feel, I feel like it's where. I wouldn't say it's where we got to really really see what he's like, but I think this is the most Wes Anderson movie, and it's where you really really able to like really define the style. It's Like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like. The pastels are all great. Again, the performance performance is good. The reason it's lower for me on this list is it used it used to be like my absolute favorite, and on the rewatch, I lost a bit of the emotional connection with the characters. Other other than that um, core relationship between Fines and Tony Revolori. I feel like it's not all really there, but I still think the journey through everything is really fun, and the story is engaging, and the weird crime elements that come out of nowhere, and it, it's really dark and, like, really surprised. Like, the screenplay is just a really interesting one, and I'm surprised that it works as well as it does. I think that's all due to just Anderson as a filmmaker and just being really talented.
1: Anybody else have Graham Budapest? Well, we see who is united <laughs> Not um. So uh, Waterloo's coming back this season. Wars, <laughs> everybody, get ready for Waterloo. Uh, I can't.
4: I can't escape it, even if I wanted
1: to. Waterloo right again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Um. By the way, Coho, you're putting in Corel. Is Carell are you bringing up from Foxcatcher? Yeah. Did you finally watch Foxcatcher? Okay. Then maybe you have a case. I remember when you told me you did, and you did. not Okay. Um. I watched this movie today. This is one of the movies I watched today. I re-watched it because I liked it in 2014. It went down a little bit on rewatch for me. I didn't love it as much as I did the first time I watched it. Everybody knows how I feel um, about uh, when a director is uh, has the last name Anderson. Uh, I believe that you should stop directing. That's Paul Thomas. Paul W.S., I think, is another one. Anderson. And Wes Anderson. Um Anderson. I don't know if he directed anything. but um, Listen, I think this movie is good. I think it's very quirky. Again, that's one of the reasons I'm not a big Wes Anderson fan. But this story kind of, I think all the characters just work together with the quirkiness. I think it's a very smart script on how it works um, and how it plays off each other. So it's not one of my most revolting Wes Anderson movies. I like it. It just wouldn't make my personal top ten. Um, and then I always go back to the lady that came to the theater that taught Wes Anderson. And I said, well, you should have taught him better. Um, the exact response I gave her, Jack, Mark, there seems to be a divide. Waterloo is united. And you guys are united. <laughs> yeah, seems to me. Why don't you guys have the Grand Budapest Hotel? Too much like purple and pink in there for you or what? What's going
3: on? Well, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I can take the Toy Story hot takes, but I will not have you besmirch the great Paul W.S. Anderson. All
1: right? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is he really a PTA fan? I'm about to lose my client. What am I doing?
3: You're right. Sorry. Sorry. I will retract that. But no, um, I, I don't know. I like Wes Anderson fine as a director. Um, I, I think the majority of his stuff just doesn't, just doesn't get to me. I mean, in saying that grand Budapest hotel is probably my favorite of his movies. I like, I, I blind bought it like a couple of years ago and I was really glad I did. I, I like, like the, I really like the story within the story. I think it's really fun. Um, like I, like, I can't remember if Ray Fiennes got a lot of attention for this movie and like on a ditty or not? Not particularly. Yeah. He got like a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah, he that, didn't get an Oscar nomination. Yeah, that's really weird. I I didn't understand that. Uh, but now, like I, I, and I think this is honestly one of the few movies where I think the humor really works for me. Especially like when it gets like super like dark. It's like really anything with Willem Dafoe's character in this movie. I love Willem Dafoe's character. He's just he's just like it's. Like the part, it's like the most Willem Defoe Willem Defoe has ever been in his career. Like he's cause he's kind of like sorta of funny, but like he's also like this super creepy assassin guy. But <laughs> but no, like um I I, I I like I do like it quite a bit. It just um I don't know. I, I guess I like draft day more.
2: <laughs>
0: I haven't seen it. It's on my watch list, I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, you're not really missing too too much. No, it's fine. Okay, um, where are we at? Uh, no, we're done with Doc. Get them.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Mark, you get to talk, and, and you and Jack can unite here. Okay.
3: Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, I guess I uh, am I. Are we? Because we yikes gone grow. I have at number seven, right? We yikes. Oh, right. That is also yep. my number. Still gone. higher. Okay. Okay, and Ooh. uh, my. Number six is Chef. No, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I honestly, I rewatched this thing like, uh, like three, like three weeks ago or something. I, like, I I saw this movie on the same day as another movie I have here in my top, in my top ten, and it was kind of like the perfect contrast to that. Like, it's just such a nice movie. Like I, I can't think of one that just kind of like kind of gets me going. I also like that it's a it's a really personal story for Jon Favreau and kind of his experience like with obviously working within Marvel and kind of how he felt post post about that and him just trying to find his passion again. Like a, like a, and plus, I mean, he's working in the world of food. I mean, like, I mean that that that's always nice, and he makes probably, like, the greatest-looking girl cheese sandwich, like, ever. Like, in the movie, it looks incredible. But, but no, like, uh, I really like John Favreau in this role. I like how he plays, like, with kind of, like, kind of a, like, pretty much how, like, it is in the food world, and kind of how he contrasts it with everything, like, in, in the filmmaking world for him. Uh, and also, I mean, if I'm on here more, you'll, you'll know I am a huge sucker for a good father-son tale, and this is Probably one of the best ones I've seen in a while.
2: I am I am uh, the big dumb, and I did not connect the relationship between him and Marvel. I just saw a really nice, fun, light-hearted movie. Uh, it, actually, it actually made me want to get into cooking. It was one of the first things that really got, like, sat me down, and, I, and I've remade a couple of the dishes from the movie, namely uh, the pasta that he makes for Scarlett Johansson, which is great and a great scene. And uh, the, when he gets fired, the, the, um, the chocolate lava cake that he makes for the food critic, which is... An amazing fucking scene. Made it amazing fucking food. I, I think just Favreau is just a filmmaker who just can like understands like what we want out of a movie, and it, he just makes it look so effortless. And this is one of the easiest watches for anything I've had in a while. Like it's not like super saccharine or overly sweet like you could, like you'd expect from a movie like this. It's just really pleasant. Like he could put it on fucking TNT, and I would watch it every day of the week.
1: I know. I was muted, don't fucking say a word oh. to you anybody. <laughs> anybody <else? laughs> Well, when I first watched this, I really liked this movie a lot. And then the second time I just watched it this year again, and I picked up on everything that Mark brought up of his tie to the MCU and like how it is because, like, basically, when this movie already gets like three star bump. When you have angry Dustin Hoffman in any movie, it literally goes up three packs automatically. And he's pissed off, love it. But like when he comes in the thing, he's like, "Cook, do what we've told you to do." And he's like, "I want to do my own thing." And he's like, "No, you're gonna cook what I want or leave." And that's basically how he. That's basically I'm pretty sure how the argument that he didn't want to do Iron Man two as fast as it did, and then people, the review comes in. And I just love when he comes out of the thing and, like, grabs it. It's, it's molten! It's fucking molten! <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, just <laughs> getting soaked. That's not what was like. It hurts! <laughs> like, like the overall, like, the whole cooking aspect. Like, I've always been a fan of cooking and stuff like that. So, it's it, that aspect. But, yeah, that father-son relationship. And just where it's, like, this. it's just, like, this condensed down version like it's nothing fancy it's nothing anything but it it plays so well and Favreau is amazing in this movie his father son relationship that they go on um yeah it's makes the best Cuban sandwich that I've ever seen in any any I I I couldn't just yeah it's this movie keeps keep going up on my list every time I watch it and um I'll probably watch it again by the end of the year so great choice (sighs) Jack, I don't know how Canadian it, uh, you know Canada is with food, but apparently it might suck. I don't know. Um, um, and then uh, Doc, why don't you like food?
4: I actually have not seen this one. Uh, it's been on my watch list for years and years, and it seems like the type of movie I'd really like. And for whatever reason, it's just debated me.
1: So. Somebody put John Favreau against uh, uh, <laughs> Doc. He'll watch everything. I'll watch- <laughs> And, Jack, I may have misjudged you just because Cameron Holtzman, are you, you're you in Canada or are you in the States? He's wearing a hockey jersey. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know what team Me? that is. Oh. I'm in <laughs> I went to the same school as Cam Holtzman.
0: I'm in Canada.
1: I just didn't want to assume something and make you – Okay, I, Okay, you're a Canadian, so why don't you like food? What's up? Brooklyn lives where you
0: um, are. I do like food. I just – I just haven't seen this yet. I'll add it to the list.
1: Are, and well in America, Call it's Bart. on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Okay, Mark. What's your What's your five?
3: Yeah. Still me. Uh, uh, my number five is Captain America: Winter Soldier. Uh, did anybody else have Winter Soldier? on?
4: I think Jack. Yikes different.
1: from um, well. That is also my father. Okay. All right. We can talk about it right now. Who else had Captain America? Anybody else? I yeah. All right. Doc had a <laughs> Connor. Oh. Yeah, I too. Do. Doc, <laughs> did how- Okay. I'm thinking Florida was a little
3: trippy trip for <laughs> old Doc over there. So, okay.
1: Let's
3: talk about Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I, I really like this movie. It was, uh, it was a is also like a <laughs> original beginning, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm glad you do. Yeah. Thought you it.
3: <laughs> no, um, it came out like honestly at the perfect time. Like it 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 was a time when I I think we were kind of a little iffy on where the MCU would go, especially like kind of post Avengers where it did. Like, you know, Iron Man 3, like, is is what it is, and and then Thor the Dark World came out, and everybody's like, well, what the fuck is this shit? And, you know, and here comes Captain America. I think Captain America, like, is kind has been, like, their just, like, anchor character, where they always kind of get something really good out of him. And I think it's mostly because, like, I think the Russo brothers kind of realized something about Captain America. I think something that, I, I guess for whatever reason, the guys, like, who do Superman movies don't realize about him that, you know, the, the really interesting thing about Steve Rogers is that he should be a really lonely character. Like he's been put in a world where everybody that he knows is dead. And, and I, I like how this movie plays a lot with that. And it's kind of, and also like how I get the spoiler. I mean, I, I can't imagine how many people in this community haven't seen Winter Soldier. Like like his, like when uh, his, his uh, bud comes back from the dead. And also it's just a really, solid action movie. I I think this movie comes in like two hours and 20 minutes and it just flies by. Like it it just, it just, the pacing is on point. They just put the action scenes at just the right time. And it's so crisp and clean. Like it's, it's honestly like, you know, it's crazy. We got something like this and like John Wick, like in the same year.
0: Jack. Um, this is easily top three MCU movies for me. Uh, the the well, the performances by uh, by Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson are great. Uh, Sebastian Stan is fantastic. The action scenes are phenomenal. The, I think possibly my favorite scene in the entire movie is uh, Cap and Bucky when when they first face off in the middle of the. Uh, middle of the street and uh, the the hand-to-hand combat uh, scene where Bucky's got the knife. Uh, it's just a brilliantly choreographed scene and just an all-around great MCU movie with by far the most quotable line. I'll add it to the list. No, no, it's just, just a fantastic movie. And... Uh, Easily one of my favorite movies,
1: period. So there we go. Rachel.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh so this is my number eight. Uh this I what if I, if anyone ever asks me what my favorite MCU movie is, this is usually the one I, I default to. I think this movie's fantastic. Uh all the action is great. Uh just like the direction it kind of takes Captain America and MCU. I really love uh basically like Making him, uh, like starring him as a patriot, and then making him like doubt what he was fighting for to begin with, uh, I think is a really cool direction for the character, uh, and I think it works really well. in it in its lead up to uh, further movies and so on and so forth. Uh, the Bucky reveal is really great. Uh, I was stupid when I first saw it in the theater and I forgot who Bucky was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ooh, that but, was <laughs> I was like <laughs> I had to do like the little whisper uh, <laughs> to, to you. uh I, I was smart back then. Uh but yeah I, I I think this movie's great. Uh one of the best in the MCU for sure. Uh
1: yeah, uh this is my second favorite MCU movie. Um we haven't talked about the other one yet, but this is my second favorite uh, MCU movie. Um, uh, I I never... Everybody told me... Kirk Kolakowski was the first one that brought up that uh, there's a movie that came out in the 70s that has like a pretty close plot line to this movie. I didn't notice it until then, and it works so... I love that movie, too, Three Days of the Condor. I think is a really good movie. If you haven't watched it and you like uh, Captain America, you'll definitely like that movie. It's got... Uh, it's insane. There's just so many parts of this movie that I absolutely just find fascinating because it's basically a spy, like a rogue he's his entire organization is turned against him and now He's got a fucking. He's a badass. So good luck to everybody that's turned against him. That elevator scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in the MCU ever. Because when he turns his back and everybody's like, they're all like, we know what's about to happen in this elevator. It's about to get rough, and they think they can actually take him, which is really funny. Um, and uh, yeah, the scene um, in the like when Bucky and with the knife on that that fight scene. It's so it's so well choreographed. Uh, I'm an uh, I'm an MCU shill. Like I, I I'll admit it. Like I love the MCU. I think they're I think it's the best franchise out there. Um, there are misses, of course, but overall, this is definitely my top two um, for it. So good choice, Spence. If Captain America had like voices and like different animals and stuff telling him <laughs> to kill people <laughs> with shield, would it have made the list? 100 uh, percent. <laughs> it's just. I haven't seen it since theaters,
2: and I didn't want to throw it on the list just so I could get points of just like, I'll just throw the spot to something else rather than just throwing it low, because why not? I'm going to rewatch it eventually, just, it's not, it's, objectively, it's it's an amazing movie, I just didn't want to come on the show without having like a more solid opinion on it. That's fair. You need to
1: watch it if you're going to play fandom. Okay, because um, Tui hates that movie, but he'll ask about it.
3: Uh, four, Mark? Do we have four for you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. Um, uh, continuing on with the 2014 MCU straight. Yeah. Uh, MCU just really killed it this year. Uh, I remember when I when I first saw this, I I genuinely I I walked into Guardians of the Galaxy, and I thought to myself, I can't imagine liking this. More or as much as the Winter Soldier, and I walked out of that theater thinking I don't know which one I like more, and I I kind of lean towards Guardians just because I don't think the MCU has made a funner movie than Guardians of the Galaxy. It just feels like they've been chasing that high, like ever since Guardians. They've been trying to make a funner movie, and they they haven't quite done it. Uh, and all like I. I, I can't help but look at this movie and kind of think it's this minor miracle, it's especially like this was their one like real shot, like like uh, you know they they didn't try to pull a DCU and make it like their second movie ever made, which <laughs> was nice. Uh, uh, and I I think the thing I I like a lot about and think the thing um uh, I kind I kind of like uh go back to a lot is is that i think it like it's it's really cool how we kind of like we, we can believe like this entire team coming together a- after this first movie It's something that they were that mcu was obviously scared doing like like with the first avengers and i thought like i just thought it was really cool how they believably brought all these people in i understand like at least their their like kind of how these how these characters tick i can believably see how you know they meld together in this team, and like why they want to do what they want to do, and I thought it was it as crazy how they did that in like two hours, and plus, like I said, the movie's just—it's a nonstop ride. It's—it's it's awesome. Like it's—I think every time I watch it, I, I think it's arguably like my favorite MCU movie.
1: Jack, you had this right.
0: Uh, yeah, it was my number ten. This is just a great movie like as a well as a 13 year old who or no 14 year old who went to go see this in the theater like i i wasn't really expecting too much i had never heard of these characters before i didn't know any of them at all so going out of this movie though i was like wow that was awesome like like the the villain say what you will about ronan I, I really enjoyed him as a villain. I uh, don't understand all the hate around him, but that people seem to have, I don't know. Maybe I just talked to the wrong people. Uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. Easily top five movie soundtracks ever. Uh, and it's just a, like genuinely a funny, like a just a genuinely hilarious movie uh, in, well, it's in uh, where it has to be and just a hell of a time it's a whole lot of fun so I I love this movie
1: man no wonder me and Mark were teammates at some point um yeah this is my favorite MCU movie uh, it's, it's with a bullet it's not even close um the, this is the one that of the MCU I can watch by itself. I don't have to watch it in order. I don't have to pop in something else to get something else from it. I can just pop it in and enjoy the time. Yeah, they have an Infinity Stone and Thanos is in there, but overall you don't really get much tie into many of the other players involved because of the characters. Everybody, you're not wrong, Jack. A lot of people do think Ronan is terrible in this movie, and he—no he's not great. But at the end of the day, the MCU has never been about the villains. It's always been about the heroes. And, like, if they picked a better villain to cap off against them, it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. So they needed an easy guy to beat for the first time they teamed up, and it was Ronan with a hammer. Um, no, this movie is just a lot of fun. It has heart. Um, the reason why this music is a character inside this movie. I've always said the music in the movie takes on the fifth guardian, basically. It's, it's a whole, it's, it sets the mood for the entire thing. It shows, uh, it's Quill's only attachment back to his mother. Um, Yandu and everybody else involved in this movie. It's just a super out there movie that Marvel took a chance on and killed it. Um, I wish they could do. I wish they could have brought the same magic back when they made the second one, but that's a conversation for a whole different story. Um, but this first one will always rank super high in my eyes. Um, it'll be my favorite MCU movie. I don't think it will hardly be topped. Um, yeah, Waterloo. Why do you guys hate Guardians? <laughs> hey.
2: Uh, here, my my answer is just really short. Uh, as we, I think I mentioned on the show, I have a really hard time rewatching movies, and I just saw this twice in one week, which just was a bad decision. Uh, again, th- again, that was also in 2014. I don't rewatch MCU a lot. Uh, I'm gonna do a binge later this year, hopefully. I'll will reform my opinion, but just right now, I just I need fresh eyes on it, and I don't have them right now.
1: Hey, can you time out, Nick Tuiak? I know he's part of the admin, so that's a, <laughs> good, <laughs> that's a douchebag take and he knows. <laughs> okay um uh, yeah Rachel, why? um i actually really
4: like this movie uh it's if you look at my extended list i made an amendment today and i put it as number 15 um uh, i i actually i actually do really like this movie um it's for i don't know why it's not quite on my list i i I watched it like a ton when it came out. I watched it like half a dozen times in the first couple of years it was out. And then I just like haven't watched it since and I'm not sure why. Uh, like some of the side characters and some of the jokes don't entirely work for me, but I, I still really like the movie. I think it's a lot of fun and the soundtrack is freaking great, so.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Jack,
0: seven. All right, my seven is Gone Girl. Yikes. Yeah. Like same range uh, or higher. Higher. OK, perfect. My number six is X-Men Days of Future Past.
1: All right, perfect. let's
0: talk about it. This movie, like as a child, I watched the original X-Men movies. quite uh, a fair amount. And then uh, as uh, First Class came out, I didn't see it in the theater, unfortunately, but I I saw that, loved it. And then this movie came out, and it brought together the cast of the original trilogy and First Class and brought it together with Hugh Jackman in the center in a time travel movie. I I, I was like, no, this movie is Incredible! It's a fantastic X-Men movie. The performances all around from uh, Hugh Jackman to Ian McKellen and Michael Fassbender as Magneto, both past and future, and James McAvoy and uh, Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier are just incredible. And Pierre Dinklage as both as Trask is just easily one of the if one of the best, if not the best, villain in in the uh, X-Men in the live-action X-Men movies and it, he's it, it's just a fantastic movie and I I love this movie to death and if you watch the road cut it only gets better. Uh,
4: yeah this is my number 10. Um, I, I actually I really love this movie as well. Uh, it's it's one of if not my favorite X-Men movie. Uh, like X Men Universe movie, I I was like a casual X Men fan like going into this, and this just kind of sold me on it as a whole, or at least the ones that are good. Um, so I yeah, I agree with everything Jack said. I think it's it's great just how it how it blends both timelines together worked really seamlessly for me. Um, just like all of the 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 best characters just like really get their moment to shine, and I love that especially. Um, the stuff they do with Xavier um, And Macboy's performance I think is actually really really great In this one um, But yeah I, I, I have a lot of fun with this one as well uh,
1: This is a message to Coho in the back uh, Do not become a father anytime soon Okay uh, There's another chat going on but do not do that ever um, <laughs> uh, This is my I'm an X-men apologist. I am probably the biggest ex-menopologist A uh, few takes that I will have um, Last Stand, not as bad as you all think it is. Um, uh, uh, Apocalypse, not as bad as you think it is. Dark Phoenix, not as bad as you think it is. I like a um, Yeah, I don't understand. Like literally, I under like lower your expectations. Okay, man with bone claws and person turns into a firebird. Okay, I don't know what the fuck you're wanting, but listen. Right. um, um. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, but I had to say the least. <laughs> I couldn't talk to you until after. I just wanted to make sure you weren't making any bad decisions backstage. Um, okay. This is the best X Men movie. Doc, what's your second? Like what's close? I was curious. Logan. It's okay, it's or yeah. Logan.
4: But
1: that's fair. Logan's the only reason Logan's not because it's not real for me it's an X Men movie, not an X Men movie. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's a solo piece. Not saying that's not saying that you have to like take that apart. Like, um It's just, that's my take on it. It's been days of Future Past. Uh, Everybody says the timeline's stupid and nothing makes sense. I love everything about this movie from start to finish. I love all the characters. I I think it is is a shocking turn of events that you get Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen to do the first two characters. And you're able to find the perfect, the absolute perfect, second place, the, the people to play the same characters, like... 10 plus years later in uh, McAvoy and Fastbender. Those two, Fastbender. In some ways, like Magneto's my favorite comic book character of all time. I think he's the most complex. I think he's the most has the most troubled past. He's so interesting to me, and and him as Fast and McKellen, how that movie starts makes my stomach like drop. Like I feel so like lost because all the characters and they're getting attacked. Like what the fuck is happening? Like the extra never get defeated. What are we doing here? And then Magneto throughout the entire thing, and the Mystique, and I know everybody's complaint that Mystique is phoning it in, and Jennifer Lawrence never wanted to be in these movies. That's fine. I still think all the pieces play perfectly together. Magneto lifts a fucking stadium and drops it over on the White House, like on the in Washington, just like what's up, fuckers! Like that shit was <laughs> epic to me uh, as a kid. Took me back to nine-year-old me. Like, let's go. Um so, yeah, this is by far my favorite X-Men movie. It is arguably one of my favorite movies of, uh, of comic books. Uh, so, well done. Uh, Spence, three people are on the panel, and me, you have to be wrong in this situation. So, mm-hmm. third verse,
2: same as the first. Uh, like, literally up until last year, I just didn't rewatch comic movies. I saw them in theaters. That's cool. It's not like Avengers Infinity War. Watch it once, and I'm good. Uh, wow. Gonna gonna rewatch it for fandom eventually. Although honestly, looking back on this is probably of the three the the one I'd probably like the most just because the like like the character drama and the action all are rad. Just need to rewatch it.
1: So, some of your favorite movies of all time is basically like one or two watches. Uh, two is the average, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine. I can't rewatch <laughs> movies. It's so fucking hard. I would. Li- <laughs> That means I would have only seen, I would have to eliminate like 62 watches from The Lion King to make it uh, a two time watch. That's insane. Okay, I've seen Monsters Inc. like 150
2: times. That's because I watched it when I was like four. That's
1: right. Um, <laughs> I watched Lion King 18 um, and still going strong. Uh, no problem <laughs> with that. Uh, okay, uh, Jack, what's your five? My five is Captain America the Winter Soldier. We
0: talked about it. And then my four is Nightcrawler. Does anybody have Nightcrawler?
4: Did I miss something? Did Mark talk about X-Men? Yeah, I thought so.
3: Uh, I mean, I did. I didn't need to. (laughs) Did you not talk about it? <laughs> How the going, I mean, we're past that, just, just go. <laughs> no, go back! i just, like, watching Mark the whole time. <laughs> Did
1: you not have X Men on your list either? No. Well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go, No, You're not getting away from the judge's seat. You put the trial on. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> you just wanted to bypass your sentencing, sir. let's talk about why you don't have X Men. You only watch oh. it once? <laughs> no need to watch it again?
3: Well, I mean... I mean, I, I do like it. I mean, I, I like the... <laughs> I do. I, I, I really like the time stuff. I, I mean, I always like it when a movie will just play with time and they use that as an excuse just to kill everybody. Like, I just... I love that when movies do that. And, like, Days of Future Past just maybe at times has too much fun with it. Like they're just, just like just murdering people, like just in crazy ways in that one. Like it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, I, I mean, I, like, you know, I, I definitely had fun with it. I really like McAvoy and Fastbender. I mean, I'll, to be honest, I'll watch 17 X-Men movies with those two. Like, I mean, they, they make just about every movie there. And even though like, yeah, like even though the stuff they did pass, this was, was, was pretty crappy. Uh, but no, I, I I think as a whole, I probably gravitate to first class more. I I, I like that movie a, a lot more than than uh, yep. Days of Future Past.
1: You like Jennifer Lawrence coming in? We should call you Professor X and you Magneto. Where are the X women? The- come on. There. Uh, Jubilee was supposed to be a big part of the last one, but she was just sitting in the car. Um. So. Um, uh, Nightcrawler. Did anybody have Nightcrawler higher in the top three, or are we just... Done? Oh,
4: I yikes.
1: Oh, okay, well, Jack, we're done with you. Now we're going three of three. <laughs> Vince, I'm you done. Yeah,
2: my number three is Gone Girl. So okay, this movie no. is basically made for me. David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. Gillian is one of my favorite writers. I was really excited to watch this in theaters. And I was a little sour upon it initially. I think I think that's because I just built it so high in, in, my, in my expectations. And since then, I've actually seen this three times. And it just gets better and better on each rewatch. <laughs> I need to point it out when it happens because it's really shocking. I I fucking love it. Like I get strangely into like these mysteries where you can always pick up new things when you when you think about it more. And Amy Dunn as a character is. Just fascinating, and I love just wa- watching her mental processes of just like trying to solve her own death and and figure out her own mystery and trying to get uh, Ben Affleck in prison and fucking executed. Like there's the the stakes in this movie are wild, and just the 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 darkness and depravity of the characters is inherently just really watchful. And again, I love Gillian Flynn's writing. I think she's wonderful, and I, and I think I think her voice really shines here and. This movie's fucking rad. I love
1: it. <laughs> who else had Garden Girl? I think we all did. Hey, I think yeah. we all did, yeah. All right, um, everybody talk about it. I don't care who. Just start uh, chatting.
4: Yeah, I, I actually re- I love David Fincher. I, I actually don't think that many people know that. Uh, he's, like, one of my favorite directors. Um, and he... This is one of my favorites of his. Uh, It's in my top five of his, for sure. Uh, Rosamund Pike gives one of the best performances of the last decade. I think she's incredible. I think Amy Dunn's a really interesting character. Uh, How this movie does the, like, unreliable narrator, like, portion through the first half is, like, fantastic. And on rewatch, it's just, like, even better uh, because you just, like, see all the pieces and uh, what's all going on there. Um, But, yeah, just... David Fincher has just like such a grasp on his craft. Like it's, it's kind of crazy how he just has like, it seems like his filmmaking down to a science. Like it's just how he moves the camera. Everything just feels so precise. And it's like, it's so he makes really like cold movies, but they're like so engaging to me. Uh, so yeah, this is a fantastic movie. No. You
3: know, um, I want David Fincher to really. I really want him to make a Care Bears movie, and then like have it, have it themed like in Zodiac, where like you know there's a murder in like the Care Bear village, and like all the Care Bears are super dark. I mean, I think that'd be pretty awesome. Like to see him like really take to the limits. Uh, I mean, God, 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 Girl is pretty awesome. I I hadn't seen it in a while, and I watched it today, and it's. I mean, I, I have it like at number seven. Like, uh, to be honest, it may be too low. Be completely honest with you, I, I, I saw it again, and it, it just, it, it completely like uh, it, it completely blew me away again. Uh, I, I think the thing that really gets me about it is how Fincher pokes at like really real fears of, like you, like do you really know like who you're with, like you know who you're in a relationship with. You don't really know what's going on in their head. And, like, if you piss them off, like, they can kill. I mean, shit makes you glad you're single, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is literally one of the top ten clubs on your list ever. Oh, man. Oh,
0: boy. Jack, Gone Girl. This is a... This is a great movie. Like David Fincher is easily one of my favorite directors, and this movie—it's not my favorite of his movies, but it's—it's it's up there. Um, what can I say uh, that hasn't been said? Uh, Roseman Pike is incredible in this. Ben Affleck is given a solid performance. Also, I respect the man for. For staying true to his fandom and not wearing a Yankees cap. love that. Uh, no, um, just an all around incredible, incredible movie. Uh, like the screenplay, fantastic. The direction, fantastic performances, incredible. I, I can't fault this movie, so it's it's just it's a great movie.
1: Um, so this was shot. In um, an hour from my house. Um, so uh, people went shit for this movie when it was coming out because apparently people in Missouri just love to go see things that were filmed <laughs> so they can see it when it shows up on big screens. Um, this is my third favorite venture. It's my third favorite venture. I think Gone Girl is absolutely incredible. Um, I think this movie has so many like twists and turns. And I'm with, I'm with, um redshaw. I think making films for Fincher, I think he's gets I think he has to be fucking bored as shit. I'm gonna be honest with you. Because he makes it look so like seamlessly. Like I think he just says like go oh, and like and just moves on. Like stares at the thing and just like, yep, yeah, good, let's move on. <clears throat> because everything just works out perfectly for him. Like his movies, like he hasn't done that many, but like his missteps or the movies that you might not like as much as his are just not movies for you. They're not bad movies. They're just not made for you or you're not a fan of that kind of movie. But like maybe the game, maybe you just don't like the game. That's maybe the fair one that you can take away from it. But um, yeah, this movie is absolutely incredible. I think Rosamund Pike is giving the performance of one of the best performances of the decade. I think she's absolutely incredible in this film when she runs to the glass and like, Screams and you're just like, fuck! You're just selling this all like, oh my god! Like Mark said, you wish you were single. Well, I'm not, so so far we're still good. Uh, yeah. Oh, Alien Three. Yeah, I guess Alien Three. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Alien Three. Uh, that sorry, thing's sorry, That, that thing. <laughs> that's a fucking disaster. That's a disaster. And I hate that that's his first film. Like, yeah. I don't know how he got that project. I'm still so confused by He's the new
2: He's director. He made, like, some of the best commercials. I know,
1: but, event. like, why... Yeah.
2: Look at Alien 4, the guy directed Amelie. Like,
1: they're just on drugs. I'm just glad he stopped and, like, said, you know what? I'm going to make a good one.
3: Uh,
1: so, yeah. Uh... <laughs> that's Lucas's picture? <laughs> Shut up, Lucas. You show up now. Like, what the, like, what the threes. Get the hell out of my chat. Like, you'll get blocked back. Um, all right. Uh, shit. I don't know why. Can't Redshaw? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm the one asleep. I don't even know where we're at right now. Redshaw, go ahead.
4: Okay. This is where I might get in some trouble. Uh, I hope Cody liked my list so far. I hope everything was awesome so far. Uh, my number three is the Lego movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh Uh, oh my god. (laughs) I love you,
0: I love you. (laughs)
4: Uh, I I absolutely love this movie. This is actually one of my favorite animated movies. Uh, I think the animation is incredible. It has like the really rapid, just like a really rapid style of humor that really works for me. Um, And I just think at the core of it, it just has a really good message and a lot of heart to it, Uh, both like in the Lego world when it's all about um, like, are you special like because you're chosen to be or because um, you believe you can be and stuff like that. And then also the message outside of the Lego world with the adults where it's like, um, where it's really just Lego doing like a meta commentary on themselves. Uh, just like looking at themselves and being like um everyone kind of saw them at the time as just like a bunch of like not like cash grab but like collectible type type items that were meant to like you're supposed to follow the instructions you're supposed to um make them exactly how they told you to and this movie just kind of serves as a reminder as to kind of what lego started as it's just like a way for families to bond by, like, building and playing together and how it just kind of got twisted along the way. And that just all really works for me. I know Cody hates this movie. Go for it, Cody.
1: (laughs) I remember when this movie came out and the Oscars got the nominations, and I remember watching Screen Junkies at the time and Dan goes, the travesty of this getting snubbed at the Oscars. This is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Then I watched it shouldn't have been nominated. I think this movie is bad. I think all Lego movies are bad. I think I have not found one that I actually enjoy. They're basically, they're basically clusterfuck the movie. They are literally. <laughs> let's just throw. We have all these things. All the yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, what's the difference? Uh, so yeah, I think they have the properties of everything. So they're like, you know what? Let's just throw a bunch of shit in here and see what sticks. The song annoyed me at the beginning when everything was awesome. And I didn't know it could go downhill from there, but it goes downhill from there pretty hard. Um, I mean, they bring in basketball players at some point at the end. I think Wolf, I, it's been a while. I'm probably never going to watch this movie again, but it's like Will Ferrell. Building stuff at the end and telling his son to leave him alone. Basically, it's Nazario. It's Nazario <laughs> as a, and his kid. His basically like, don't touch my shit. Who told you to touch my Batmobile? Like, get the fuck away from me, kid. Like, I still love you. You're my son, but please don't touch my toys. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're an adult. Grow up. <laughs> if I was the wife, I'd sell all those fucking toys while he's at work. Like, get the fuck out of here. Make some money. Yeah, not a not a fan, not a fan at all. Uh, do you ever enjoy playing Lego or even Lego? Cody? You think I play a Lego video game? <laughs> what, how old do you think I am, Chris? How old are you? Well, I'm playing Lego Star Wars right now. Not for me. Not for me. Um, that's that's a no for me, dog. Um Everybody else, no one else had this. So just, just a real quick. If you're gonna come in here and fucking defend this shit now, you didn't have it on your top ten list of 2014. So that means it wasn't the best. So don't like come in here and just kiss Doc's ass at the end. You didn't have it. It's also not awesome. Okay, let's go ahead. Man, if
2: only we we knew somebody who played the Lego video games on call multiple times. We've (laughs) seen them play it before. Uh, Later uh someone in the chat. Uh but no, Lego mm. movie fucking rocks. Like if like genuinely, this probably makes my top fifteen. I fucking love I love this. I love the sequel. I love fucking Lego Batman. It it's a great time. I, I didn't love it the first time I watched it because I
1: watched it with my dad. He was like, this is a fucking kids movie. This is oh, dumb. So you rewatch the Lego movie? Yeah. <laughs> You're fucked up, you, <laughs> you make no fucking sense. Lego I Movie only- <laughs> is so much fucking okay. I only here. watched one movie once in the Lego Movie. One of my Bingo exes wanted to watch it. it, so
2: I fucking let her pick it, and it was a great time. I liked it more than she did. I, I it's this is an awesome movie. It's 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 my least favorite of the three that I've watched, but it's still four stars. It's a wonderful time. Uh, you
3: know, I'm I, I'm I'm just here thinking, just. You know, just having fun thinking of uh, Nazario just at home yelling at his kid for touching his Back to the Future Lego set. Uh, <laughs> just, but, uh, but, no, like, uh, I mean, I, I, I actually do really like this movie, too. Fucking I,
1: Mark, you son of a bitch.
3: I mean, hey, it's not my top ten, so, you know, when you, you do don't know where it is. Show, yeah, Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I mean, I... The fact that this movie is even watchable, like, is a miracle. Like, Lord and Miller, like, are the kings of taking just fucking stupid ideas, like ideas that don't fucking, that shouldn't fucking work at all. And they're like, "Hey, I think we can probably make something to work out." And they make, and they make a fucking movie out of it. Like, it's crazy that this movie is even watchable to begin with. Uh, I think the the only thing that kind of bothers me about it, like looking back now...
0: <laughs> <okay>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the thing that bothers me looking back now is that is that even though, yeah, they, they had a really creative idea, it does bug me that Lord and Miller basically just ripped off the story for The Matrix. And, you know, that's what the Lego movie is pretty much. Uh, I mean... No, I, I I really enjoy it. I I haven't gone back to it in a while, but like I mean, it's fine. I I, I do like it quite a bit.
1: The Lego movies, The Matrix,
3: are, are you, okay, the special one, there. I mean, that's, that's like half of fucking movies that are made, though. What? Like he's being told like there's world that doesn't exist, and understand. like a girl yeah. comes in, takes him the out Matrix of it. Four featuring I'm the come on, like it's all the same. <laughs>
1: Lucas also plays the Lego game, so I guess i'm I'm missing things. Um Jack, you're inclined to like this, aren't you, cam is Does't Cam like the Lego movie? Couple things. One, I do enjoy this
0: movie. Two, Lego Batman movie is a good movie. Uh,
1: three <laughs>
0: superheroes video game on the Xbox one slaps. Okay, this movie
1: is <laughs> thunder grades are uh. going down. <laughs> Hey, hey, at least I didn't. (laughs)
0: This movie is enjoyable. I saw this movie in the theater as a 13, 14 year old and was like in the height of my Lego years. Lego would keep me busy while in the hospital. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. This was an enjoyable movie. Now, I haven't seen it in probably three or four years. But I want to again. Uh, Like it's not a movie. I I am like I am never going to watch this again ever. That if someone were to say, "Hey, let's watch the Lego Movie," I'd be like, "Okay." Also, yes, Mark, I agree with you. This is the Matrix as Lego. I just, I just,
1: still, my favorite thing is. Oh, it's very rare for me to watch rewatch movies. The The Lego Lego Movie in my top five. Bitch back in.
2: Let's go! All <laughs> I right, think like, you can watch Twilight. You watch Twilight with your wife. I watched Legally like, with my girlfriend. Our, our partners pick movies to watch. <laughs> that,
1: that's fair. Okay. What? Yeah.
3: Oh, oh, we're at me, right?
1: Oh, we're only really Mark? What the fuck's going on? Okay, Mark, go ahead. Sorry, I keep <laughs> skipping you because you said you like the Lego movie.
3: I'm done. <laughs> cool. i
1: will just uh, trade uh, you uh, to fun DMC. <laughs>
3: Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win some goodwill back here. Uh, my number three is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Oh, same number. Hold three. On. Oh, hold on. Mark, go. Mark, you're saying trade got canceled. <laughs> Not enough caps. Cool uh,
3: uh, Yeah, uh, you know, like whenever, like I kind of originally kind of went back and just watched all the. In all honesty, I feel like there's, all, like, in general for Planet of the Apes, I think there's only one, like, truly just unwatchable movie. I think they're all, like, pretty decent. I mean, this is a Tim Burton one, come on, we don't have to think about this one. Tim, Tim Burton was a waste of time. You ever
1: see fucking Aldo? Okay, go ahead, we'll talk in a second.
3: <laughs> I mean, but, like, uh, in this new trilogy, like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is, I mean, it's not even close. It's easily the best. It, 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 it's in all honesty probably one of the best sci-fi movies of the decade it's it's incredible uh, I, I think the thing I love so much about this movie is that not like every single character I think is quote unquote right like everybody I feel like is making like their correct decision like Caesar like knows like he can't turn them away from like working on the power flank because he knows like you know if we turn them away they're going to fucking fight us And, like, Gary Oldman's kind of right to, you just to be somewhat standoffish because he knows, like, listen, if they want to, they can fucking kill us all and they can take all of our shit. Like, there's nothing we can do about it. Hell, they showed us that in the first 20 fucking minutes, how easy it would be. And then we actually see how easy it would be, like, you know, like at the beginning of the third fucking act. I mean, and it's a nice, like, continuation of the Caesar character. and And they take what really was like an off aw- like just kind of like a like just a moment in that first one they create like such a cool character in Koba like he, he's honestly probably just one of, the, one of the best characters like just like in the series like just because you like because you can see it coming from a mile away you know like what this guy's going to do you know like he's going to eventually betray Caesar because there's nothing else that he's that he's capable of doing because he just knows like all the bad bad shit that humans did to him and event and eventually he's going to turn on him and that like it just it just like it has such awesome character dynamics and it just really and it plays like really well in this world and like just how eventually you know that even though like you know we could probably try to coexist like it's just never going to work and i i love how dawn just shines a light on that and that it's just fucking awesome. I love it even more more and more every time I watch it.
0: Jack? Yeah, this was also my number three. I love the hell out of this movie. This is, like, Planet of the Apes, uh, just the last year, I saw all of them, and this is easily my favorite. War, you could make the uh, argument is the best, but I love it. Like this movie is, Koba is one of my top 15, probably maybe even top 10 favorite movie villains of all time. Uh, And a lot of that goes to Toby Kebbell, Toby Kebbell's performance in this. He also robbed of an Oscar nomination. He is just fantastic in this movie. Uh, uh, Andy Serkis as Caesar. Incredible. Uh, there's no performance in this movie that I would say is bad. And honestly, Matt, uh, Matt Reeves, brilliant direction in this movie. Uh, uh, just an all around great, great movie. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, I
4: like the
1: movie Choose Close. Hey, we you're about to get timed out. (laughs) Um, Great movie. Uh, So I'm really confused. Um, And the thing that I'm confused by is when everybody says this is the weakest part of the trilogy. I'm so confused by that statement. I think this is the best of the trilogy. I I think if anything, you can have war higher, but Rise at the end of the day starts it, but it's not the best. There are weak parts of Rise and you should just admit to yourself that um but i am 100% uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is my favorite of the trilo- of the entire series. Um and i'm with Mark 100%. Everybody's making the correct decision for them and they the people that they are trying to defend in this. Like the first one's cool because it sets up like where it's going to go, but when you actually see like the the turn of the Planet of the Apes like where it's going and they're driving up to try to fix that thing, and but you just see the the tree shuffle and they look up and they're all just standing there staring at them. You're like, fuck, like this, you're about to die. Um it's like so, it's so intense. I yeah, this movie it's it's arguably one of my favorite trilogies, this these three movies, um, because of how I think how perfect they are. Gary Oldman is absolutely amazing. What the fuck? Are you saying? They're apes. It's the best word of use. Every PG thirteen gets one F word, and Gary Oldman delivers it with like perfection. Um, interesting. Um, that that's a take. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know about the Oscar. I don't. I don't know about the Oscar consideration for that. I think, if anything, circus. Like I think, I mean, a Caesar is absolutely incredible in that film. Uh, In the films. Uh, But yeah, Dawn, I could watch that movie any day. I love Dawn. Um, Waterloo, not a fan of the apes. By the way, Battle and Beneath, you have to be on drugs to like those, Mark. I'm worried about you. Uh, But everybody's in (laughs) the Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: I I love this movie. This is uh, my 13, actually. Um, Cody can confirm Um, uh, It's just 2014 is just a really stacked year and I already had like a bunch of like blockbuster type movies on my list so I uh, unfortunately it just didn't quite make the cut but I I think it's absolutely the best of the New Apes movies Um, some of the Kingsmen say war is better and I think they're high (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) uh, yeah this movie's great I
2: Dawn, I just don't really remember a lot of, like I've I've seen Warble recently because it came out more recently, and I've seen like 15 minutes of Rise on the cable all the fucking time because it's always on for some reason. Just Dawn didn't stick in my mind other than, like other than the one shot tank scene which fucking rocks. The movie just didn't really stick in my head. Uh, whoever I'm playing in fandom, give me fucking Apes. I'll I'll rewatch it, but I I don't remember a lot about it.
1: Can I just get a list of movies you've only watched once and I'll submit that as a strike. Um Most of it on don't There. <laughs> no, um, I'm with you, uh, Dodge. Thank you for finally saying it because it's only the Kingsman that tell me, Laura's by far the best. I'm like, eh? Sure about that? What are you, Harrelson? Not the greatest. Great, the great Escape starring uh, Jesus as a monkey. It's. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's next? Jack. Okay. Yeah. Three. That's my three. three. Spence, two. Men's yeah, two. my
3: two. I think I'm the only one here. Is oh, oh,
1: I don't know what I'd do without you. The Babadook.
3: I had uh, it
2: earlier.
3: Uh, is it? it is my number two.
2: <gasps> Fuck yeah! All right. <laughs> that, like when I point at it, this is the movie that got me into horror movies. I was just on Netflix one night and like, huh? What is this? Never heard of the director. Haven't heard of anyone in the cast. I just sat down to watch it, and it fucking floored <laughs> me. I love the shit out of this movie. <laughs> Uh, Essie Davis is one of my favorite. Like, she gives one of my favorite horror performances ever. And her little kid's a little piece of shit, and he's just so annoying and a great like pseudo antagonist. And like the way the, the way the frame the Duke as a as a creation, and the whole idea of like this manifestation of grief and it's always haunting her and she, she can never get rid of it, is just a really effective. And again, like for me as a gateway to horror, like like I like jumping past the classic and just finding something which just spoke to me. And just gave me like something really smart and deep while also not throwing me off the deep end into horror. Like this just will always hold like a really special place in my heart. And it's one of my first recommendations. People like, you want to get into horror? This is it.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned earlier I saw I double featured Chef along of the movie. I double featured this in Chef <laughs> at the same day. And <laughs> like I I gotta tell, you, like the Duke is. Uh, what, what the hell, Co, You spelled it wrong. The Baba Book. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it but it, it, <laughs> uh, Honestly, the Baba Dick is—it's maybe my favorite horror movie of all time. I, <laughs> oh, I guess I deserve that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I fucking love the Baba Dick. It's it, it's 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 amazing. I. And like kind of what, what what you said, Adelaide, I, I love of just kind of the like kind of the personification of grief and depression mm-hmm. that like kind of the Bobadick is working with it like it and like it, it plays of it. So like it it kind of it kind of makes me think of like kind of think of what like like at horror, like what at its best. <laughs> Oh, damn, fucking me up. Co. By the way, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought you said Cody on the titles. I don't do that shit, but no. okay, we're good.
3: But yeah, it like it, it kind of tells what like at horror's best, like what it could do. Like it really outlines kind of real life like in this k- kind of awesome way and like really flips it on its face. And like the Boba Dick really does that and it, it it like it really show like shows that, like, it like with her, everything with her kid and how like, you know, it's her kid and she loves her kid. And, you know, she would never do anything to hurt her kid, but at the same time, she kind of blames her kid for her, her husband's her husband's death. And she feels like super shitty about that. And like, the, like how they how they work with that is like just so fucking awesome. Like I like I'll never I'll never get over the Babadook and kind of how that initial feeling that it, it gave me the first time I watched it.
4: Yeah, this was my number nine. I think this movie's incredible. It's one of my favorite horror movies as well. Uh, S.E. Davis gives a remarkable performance. Um, and just honestly any horror movie that can scare the hell out of me <laughs> without a single jump scare uh gets points already this movie's honestly one of the scariest movies I think I've ever seen <laughs> like just and just the allegory works really well with that like it all resonates and it all just it just all really meshes really well together. I, I think this movie's freaking fantastic.
1: Yeah. Guys everybody almost pussy okay <laughs> I don't do horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> don't do them. They just terrify the shit out of me. I rarely get through them, even if it's a good one. I still. <laughs> uh, I have night. I don't have night terrors, but I've been known to yell in my sleep. Um. Uh, so. No, I thought about it. Gave a long, hard look. I had to like rent it for like six bucks or something, five bucks, maybe four bucks somewhere. That's me. Mm. Not worth it. Um, I'm going to sleep tonight, guys. So that's going to be a no for me, dog. Um, I hear it's great. I'm not, and this is not going to affect anybody's list for having it this high. That's like a little bit of like a push. I've heard, I've never heard like negative things about this movie. So if you guys get a pass, it won't affect your letter grades. But yeah, definitely not watching that. Sorry. Um, Shining made me like, twitch at night like a tough deal tough yeah. deal um jack uh, have you seen the baba du- 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 duke i'll add it to the list
0: is it on netflix uh, uh, we're not we're in not canada. canada we don't I know, don't know. <laughs> in canada no
1: idea you're in canada don't you have access to everything because you guys like are you're the land of the free so you basically just get anything you want steal what you want but yeah
0: We'll yeah, what's your... crime.
1: All right. Um
0: what's your two, Doc? My two is whiplash. I'm done talking this round.
4: Wait, it wait, was wait. to me. It
0: uh, was
1: Doc. <laughs> oh, it's yes, okay. You're good. You're good. Um, you probably are done, but we'll
4: uh, maybe. Uh <laughs> my two is nightcrawler.
1: Yeah.
4: Um that I'll, I'll just start with the obvious It. Jake Gyllenhaal delivers just a, a crazy performance in this movie. Uh, and just the character study of Lou Boom, I just think is fascinating. Uh, he just wants to do whatever he can to get ahead. And he just, it, just like on a whim, he just like looks at um, some night crawlers. And he's just like, huh, that looks fun. I could do that. And I'm gonna be the best at it, no matter what. And and then he just goes from there. It's just like such an interesting look at just like sociopathic nature. And I think the screenplay's just incredibly tight and just uh, really, really rewatchable. Even though he's so despicable, um, which could kind of turn me off from rewatching stuff. But I I just think this movie's uh, fantastic. I enjoy every
3: minute of it.
1: Who else said Nightcrawler? Somebody else did, right?
3: Four. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Jake.
1: All
0: right, yeah. It's uh this movie was not what I was expecting it to be. I didn't I went into this movie completely blind. I heard that Jake Joel was incredible in it and I needed to watch it. And I was like, Nightcrawler. (laughs) Okay, I know it's not the the X-Men, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. So uh and I was completely blown away. Jake Hall is incredible in this movie. Easily one of my top 20 favorite performances of all time. Uh, just and the he he's such a um, like low, like he he he's not the kind of guy he, he's almost robotic. He he's very monotone, and then when he when he flares up, like when he gets when he has his uh, moments of pure rage, like the mirror uh, scene when he uh, shatters his mirror, that it it just, I don't know, it just makes the performance that much better for me. Uh, it's just, just a great movie that all hang, hangs on Joan Hall's shoulders. Like it's just, or all rests on Joan Hall's shoulders. Just a great, great movie.
3: Uh, yeah. I had number eight. Uh, Jake Hall is absolutely... He's one of the... He's one of the most underrated actors I think probably working in the biz. It's like... Fuck, he... I, I, I don't know if there's a performance I, I've seen him do where like he hasn't nailed. I honestly thought he nailed the bubble boy. I mean, like he's... <laughs> I mean, I i fucking love Gyllenhaal like, in everything he does. Like in this movie, like it, how... How he didn't get an Oscar nom for this confuses me today. Like, I don't know. It's like the people who vote for the Oscars only watched five movies that year. And, like, they just, you know, they just left out Nightcrawler because, I don't know, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal, I guess. Uh, but, no, I, I, I like this movie quite a bit as well. Like, in it's... I mean, it's a large part because because of Joe and all, but it's just a really interesting, interesting story. And he's just plays such a creepy guy in it. Like it's, like yeah, but I, I enjoy it. There you go.
1: Spence, did you not have nightcrawler? No. Oh well, okay. <laughs> oh, well, I do it. I mean, um, so I rewatched this movie this year, um, because everybody's like, oh, the greatest performance. Jack, I will say that if you. I think it's the twenty greatest performance. I would say watch some more movies. I don't know if it's that high for me, but I think he's overall incredible in this film. Uh, but everybody was talking about the snub, and I was like, sure, maybe. And then I watched it, and I was like, that is literally one of the most confusing misses ever in an Oscar nomination. Like he absolutely is insane in this film. Like just fucking nuts. That mo- end of the movie, basically, where he's and then just films his buddy. I'm just like. The fuck is wrong with you? And then the sit down and the interrogation at the end. I just think, like, overall, it rests solely on his shoulders. It's kind of like, um, oh, Promising Young Women that just came out this year. It solely rests on, like, Carrie Mogan's, like, shoulders. Like, that entire movie does not work if she doesn't work. Like, and, like, how he's able to just carry this movie throughout and, like, amp up the insanity as it goes. And, like, not make it, like, over the, like, too over the top or too clowny or too, like, into Joker land. Because he's pretty close. Uh, <clears throat> made me think he'd be a great Joker at some point. Um, but, yeah, overall, great movie. Um, probably not, it's it's so hard to, like, I don't know how many times I'll run back to rewatch this. Um just because there's some shit that, like, oh gosh, like when he, like, convinces, like, pretty much just like, blackmails her to sleep, him to sleep with her, like, it's just, like, fucking gosh, this is just awful. Uh, but overall, good, good performance. Movie's, movie's not one of my favorites. Um, Jackie had something.
0: Yeah, I'd like to clarify.
1: Top 20 favorite, not best. Uh, Thank you. That, that's a better way to put it. Uh, Spence, <laughs> why no Nightcrawler? One time only? Uh,
2: <laughs> yes and no uh so what happened was i like all the covers on like screen junkies and collider like oh everyone should watch this i don't know why you can do awesome i'm just like okay i'll sit down and watch it uh, It wasn't on redbox or streaming yet so i sat down and i watched a really shitty camcorder version uh in a theater and it just ruined the experience for me and it just never clicked it always just felt off i i the same thing with this with the disaster artist which came up came up before on yls
1: i'm was gonna get to him
2: it <laughs> that be cool no uh so it, I just it never sat with me at all. I'm gonna get to it again probably in a couple of years. Probably I just can't. I can't. I just haven't found the time for it.
1: Can we do a YLS top 100 horror movies? Uh yeah. Somebody else can host. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't
3: know oh, we Like Mark. we're my number two. We talked about it was the Babadook.
1: Okay. And Jack, you said Whiplash. Is what anybody else got Whiplash? Yikes!
3: Yikes. Yikes <laughs> wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> still my beating heart, are you saying what? No. What
3: an exciting know, episode.
4: Like, this
1: community. <laughs> my <laughs> number one. The what? Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> I knew when I did this, I was like, why am I fucking doing this in this community? Because everybody's going to be like um, the drummer movie and then everything else Cody, Cody, um, can you um, wanna call an audible I'll my number one right now? Just tell no. me when I can do it No, uh, so how, who all had whiplash at their number one spot? Okay, so we <laughs> we'll we call it alternate fucking I'll fucking do it <laughs> Whiplash at all <laughs> It was Where just two. Yeah. Just, was your, oh yeah, it's your two. Fucking of course. It. What am I thinking? Yeah. Go ahead. Let's all talk about the movie. Alone. Let's wrap <laughs> up our night. <laughs>
2: Jennifer Lawrence gives an amazing performance. I think Josh Hutcherson is actually really underrated when he's when he's being. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's fucking great. It's one of the best of the fucking decade. Like Terrence Fletcher is one of like the single like I think. J.K. Simmons one of the, one, gives one of the best performances of the decade, which from any other actor could come off just really one note. And he adds so many depth and layers to Terrence Fletcher. And you can see even in um, again, one of the greatest quotes as well, uh, after he gets fired from his job but he, and, he's, and he meets Neiman at his little jazz club. The movie is just filled with surprising depth and anger and pain and hurt, and it's fucking incredible. If it wasn't on a list, I would have been shocked. I think this is, like... At the end, at the end of the day, maybe the objective correct, correct pick. There are a few other movies that, like, I get why they have it, but this is one of my favorite films of all time. It's perfection.
4: Yeah. The, when I said that these were the type of movies that made me, like, get really into movies, this is the movie that, like, cemented my passion for film. Uh, like, it, it was honestly, like, I don't want to like sound too bombastic, but it was like kind of a basically it, like changed my perspective on the whole art firm uh watching this the first time. Like it was it I I didn't realize how like how succinct, how poignant uh story structure could be until I watched this. I didn't realize a, a finale could make me feel that way before. And like it easily one of my favorite finales in film. And uh, yeah, just the performances. Just basically everything about it. Uh, growing up as a band nerd, I did notice a few musical inconsistencies. Uh, <laughs> that's like the only thing remotely uh, wrong I can find in this movie. Otherwise, it's it's just a, an absolute masterpiece. I love this movie. Yeah.
3: Uh, Damien Chazelle gets... Unlimited shots uh, after Whiplash. It, I, I remember when I first heard about this movie. I was trying to find it, and I just one day after class, I saw that it was finally at my Cinemark. I bought a ticket immediately, and I had it is, it, and I had probably one of the best theater going experiences I, I've ever had. Like I, I fucking love Whiplash. I, I cannot get enough of it like just like just the fact that you have these two just awful people like that just that they don't fucking care about anything else they just want to be the one just wants to be the best and the other just wants to teach the best like that's all he wants and how like this entire finale is about just giving two horrible people the exact moment they've been waiting for their entire life, it—it's it, like I—I agree with you, Redshaw. It's one of my favorite endings in a movie ever. I got Caravan on my fucking iPhone. Yes. Yeah. Every time it comes on, I just can't help but like imagining the scene, and like I see J.K. Simmons in my head, like picking him back up, like oh, like it's it, it is perfection, and. And yeah, like, and, and just to cap it off, like, I, I kind of love how like, like, Chazelle weirdly has, like, a, a theme going on, like, how he, like, it, it keeps telling stories about people and and the and the consequences of them following their dream and how, like, it just kind of impacts everybody else around them. Now, Whiplash is, is fucking amazing. It's one of the best movies of the decade. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's awesome. Okay. Hey,
0: uh... J.K. Simmons gives easily the best best supporting actor performance of the decade uh, for me. But I'm going to anger these people by saying this movie is not perfection.
1: Banned. <laughs> I already said
0: that. Uh, that for you, uh, that's fine. That's fine. For me, <laughs> for me there are... Better movies. It's easily like one of my favorite movies, but there, I like more movies more. Uh, it's absolutely incredible uh, the the scene where he where he first sees Terrence Fletcher for who he really is, and the uh, rehearsal of uh, when they first practice Whiplash, and the "Not My Tempo" scene. That's the line, "Not My Tempo." Just absolutely incredible. He presents himself as this kind, understanding, tolerant person, and then the second they start playing, turns on a dime and is hurling a chair at him. But no, it's a it's a great movie. I can't fault it for being your guys' number ones. But I'm like, it's going to be literally every single person's number one on this list. I'm going to pick a different movie that no one else is going to have. So. Can't wait. No, uh, great movie. Can't fault you guys for picking it. Love J.K. Simmons. La La Land isn't that good.
1: Oh. Fuck you. I'll learn one day. I'll learn one day. Bold strategy from Jack. Um, I know what your number one is, and saying that before you say your number one is very bold. Um, okay. So... Uh, this is where I always get so much hate on this. So. this movie is inc- This movie is good. But this movie is. I understand it's perfect. It's fun. It's great. It's all, like all that stuff. I. It's just never resonated the same way as resonated for everybody else. Not saying I fault you. Not saying it's it's a bad choice. Not saying it's terrible. This is one of those movies that you can see on someone's list and you say I understand every reason why that's your one. It will just never be my one. Um, And that's it. I've seen J.K. Simmons play this character before. I've said it once. I'll say it again. He plays this exact same character in a show on HBO called Oz as Vern Schillinger. The motherfucker is as cruel as you possibly could be in another way. He is just less Nazi in this one than he is in Oz. That's the difference. I will still say that one of my favorite movie scenes of the decade is the worst word that you can give in the English language is good job. That scene alone is insane. And again, if we went back to the next 10 years, next 20, 30 years, the slapping across the face is still one of the like moments that you have in any movie ever. Like what the fuck just happened? So you don't know the difference. Like, Oh, and he brings in other people. He's just a, hes just basically a fucking ass, a motherfucker. Like he is the worst of the worst, and I just like I said when he—I'm glad he got the Oscar for it because he never got the recognition he did for Oz. Um, so again, no faults to everybody. It is just never going to be my number one. It's never going to be in my top ten, top thirty. Sorry, guys. Whiplash is really good. I understand why everybody likes it. It's just never resonated the same with me. Jack. Yeah. What's number one? What? So let's just say, Whiplash was not perfection. This one, this one is better than Whiplash. Go ahead. Right on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it, Jack. Come on. I might have the okay. last last number one is that tomorrow. For?
2: oh so cool. damn oh, okay yeah was that the one you thought of spence i was hoping you'd say Interstellar's like a shit on you but now nah, this is a good pick <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. if it was interstellar his internet wouldn't drop him from the call <laughs> <I would. laughs>
0: <laughs> no imagine groundhog uh, day now throw an alien invasion in there <laughs> no it's this movie is fantastic tom cruise and emily blunt have never been better, except, well, Emily Blunt, maybe Sicario, but not the point. No, Emily Blunt is incredible in this movie. She's, It's arguably top three performances for her. She's my favorite actress for a reason. Uh, Tom Cruise, say what you will about him as a person, as an actor, he is great. And between this movie, well, we'll just talk about this movie, for this movie, He's fantastic. Uh, he this the action in this movie is incredible. I've been saying that a lot in, on this list. Uh, the the live die repeat uh, montage is great, where he's just dying over and over again, trying to figure out how to uh, beat the mimics. And when and the finale when uh, when him and uh, Rita, Vertaski, and J Squad all go to the Louvre to to kill the Omega or uh, to to end the war. That whole finale is incredible. Uh, the score is great. The editing is fantastic. Cinematography is great, and of course, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt are just the best. Tear me apart.
1: No one else had Edge of Tomorrow, right? No. No, I really enjoy Edge of Tomorrow. I think we're coming close onto the same side of it where I don't know how a sequel will do now. Like, I hate when it's been so far removed. Like, I don't like when they're not, like, pretty close. Um, but uh, this movie is, it takes the Groundhog Day thing and makes it a very interesting movie. Tom Cruise is, like, regardless of how you feel as a person, he's, like, one of the last true, like, actual, like, movie stars when you think of, like... Action stars, like, carries a billboard. Like, him, Will Smith, like, they carried the movie by the name alone. Um, and, like, him doing this movie is a perfect – was a perfect thing. I didn't expect much from the movie. I thought the – I honestly thought the title was stupid. I thought the secondary title that they decided to slap on this thing was also dumb. Um, I, I still am so confused by the marketing of this movie. But overall, the movie itself is a lot of fun. It I haven't seen it in a little bit, so I don't know how it would rank. It didn't. It didn't make my personal top ten. Um, but overall, I think uh, it's a it's a fine movie to have on here. One's a little high for me, um, especially like I would understand Whiplash. I would understand Gone Girl stuff like that. So everybody else on Edge of Tomorrow you didn't have it on
2: there. Cody, you, you said all the right words. Like good movie, nothing against it. One's a little high like i i think like i i made the active choice of of picking smaller films in my bottom three that way i could at least shine some light on them uh if i didn't this might slip in there i do think it's a lot of fun i do like the groundhog day aesthetic uh like palms fan out this year like i think i think the story that inherently works if you pick all the good things about it it just this is a very very good year and we all had good films on our list it just so happens that this one just missed the cut for most of us
4: Yeah, I really like this movie as well. Uh, I saw it how Doug Lyman intended. Uh, I saw it on an airplane with one headphone working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it since. But I still really liked it, so that should say something for it. One I do think is a little high, uh, but I'm looking forward to rewatching it. Maybe a little better. Circumstances. <laughs> I
3: don't know. I would have preferred the original title, All You Need Is Kill... Never gonna kill again, or maybe we'll kill once more tomorrow. <laughs> like whatever the fuck the title is, <laughs> I, I don't know what they. <laughs> it's like the guy who was naming this movie was drunk or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Facts. I, I mean, I I like it. As, you know, I, I was kind of late, like on on it. Like I saw it like two years after the fact. I mean, I I, I definitely enjoy the film. Like it, it's pretty fun. I mean, it, it has that. It, like, I, I do find it interesting that it, like, a ton of films that try to use the Groundhog Day aspect, and like, most of the times when a movie uses that, even though like we all know what they're doing, like it, it doesn't feel cheap, and like say, you can say the same thing about Edge of Tomorrow. Although I, I feel like as a whole, though, I tend to veer towards Tom Cruise action movies where his name is Ethan Hunt.
1: <laughs> Mission Impossible One's bad. No, uh just kidding. I just want to see uh, Mark get all frustrated again. Um uh, okay. That's the show. Uh, time to go over everybody's list. Um I'm gonna basically break it down from the winner to the true winner, you know, that's how I like to put it. The person that comes the last is a loser. You win. You got the you got a, you got what the show is all about. Um so the winner of this week is the big chill, Mark Manchaka taking the win. Uh, Whiplash at the high part. Um, I think what separated you from the second place, you put Whiplash, I understand that, but the rest of it, you had Guardians, you had Captain America, you had Chef on there for me, you had Gone Girl, Nightcrawler, Begin Again um, and Draft Day. Overall, I don't disagree much with that list. Second place, it's going to be a little shock. Pro- oh, you get a Benchman um, Babadook, I will give you uh B+. B, B plus. Coming in the second place, surprisingly, Probably I'm gonna sell it to B minus. It's the first person, first time to be on the show. Jack Pincuk taking second place. Wimp uh, of tomorrow too high, but the rest of it I couldn't argue with you. I couldn't argue with you at all. Like it was really surprisingly how in tune you were with my taste. So good job. Um, third place, surprisingly. Not in last. Not in the basement. Spence. Spence no. with, a, uh, oh, with, yeah. with a C+. Uh, I haven't seen Voices and fr- I've seen Frank, but overall I couldn't... Gr- and Babadook, I told you I wouldn't give you a hard knock against because I haven't seen it because I'm a pitch. But um, with Fury, all that stuff, couldn't couldn't argue with you. Last... C, I expected this. C, and it's just simply alone for three. If three was at ten, we would have a totally different conversation. You would probably be close to winning this show. But you had to do the, the, the worst thing possible and do that. Um, overall, the overall combined list for 2014 is I'm so shocked at number one, 10 Edge of Tomorrow, 9 Bird 8 How to Train the Dragon 2, 7 A Grand Budapest Hotel, 6 Captain America Winter Soldier, 5 Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, 4 Nightcrawler, 3 The Duke, 2 Gone Girl, and number one, some movie about drums and a guy smacking a kid. Um, <laughs> so, the correct list, if you would have brought this in, it would have been A-plus for you. It would have been 10 Paddington, 9 John Wick, eight, Whiplash, seven, Nightcrawler, six, Selma, please go watch that movie, five, Dawn of the Plane of the Eighth, four, Captain America Winter Soldier, three, Guardians, two, Chef, and number one, Gone Girl. Uh, that is the perfect list. That is the correct list. Um, again, not enough people have seen Selma, or if you've seen it once, go watch it again, Spence. Movies can be rewatched. Next, me- next week, we got heist movies. I have a lot of people saying, hey, can I have Friday? Can I have this? Just please give me a list so I can watch some of your movies to let you know. Next week is my birthday episode. Now you don't have to bring presents. Just don't bring a trash list and don't make me watch shitty movies. Uh, then we got Worst Best Picture winners. There are plenty to choose from. I guarantee it. Go pick one. I'm hoping Redshaw submits a list because I think he's the only person that's missing one on his letterbox at uh, (laughs) all the best picture winners. I think I'm missing Uh, three. (laughs) Oh, Fair enough, but you have enough. You are the most (laughs) educated on this topic. Uh, March 24th, we got courtroom movies. Yes, not courtroom dramas. We're just doing courtroom. People have asked if it happens in the sign and we don't actually see a gavel. Is it courtroom? If it involves lawyers and it involves the judge, the that system, please submit your list. Defend it. I've always said don't tell me what does something count. Just come on the show and defend it. I'll tell you if it doesn't. And then uh, movie sequels. Any sequel along the way. Could be the third one, fourth one, whatever. A sequel to it. We have our top 100 sealed. I already know it. I know the people, right? Okay. So it's me. It is Brian Michaels. It is Zach Ford and it is Ethan Big Easy Beller. It is going to be probably the most insane top 100 that we have done. I don't know how much overlap. I don't know how much cross. I hate my list. I love my list. It's a battle. Making a top 100 sucks. Kirk will be back next year, n- later this year, to do another top 100 so these can grow. Uh, another things that everybody can start working on right now. I have some people. Top 40 animated movies is coming this year hosted by caleb coho so watch your animated movies get stuff figured out put it all in there um whether you want and then if you want to be on the next top 100 please submit a list for the top 100 later on the year you can start building it now believe me it's at work it's it's a back and forth it's a battle to make one but thank you all for being on thanks jack thanks spence Thanks, Redshaw, and thank Mark for the fourth week in a row you have saved Lyle us yet again. <laughs> Please submit heist films. I would like to talk about when we sh- can steal shit. See you next week. I know it was you, Fredo.
0: You broke my heart.
2: Your guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing
0: hearing.
2: Now, what will it be? Death or exile? better lawyer up, asshole, because I'm not coming back for 30 percent. I'm coming back for everything. So,
1: Normally, I would say avidazine,
0: but since what avidazine actually means is till I see you again, and
1: since I never wish to see you again to you, sir, I say good